0: Forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for fifteen percent off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone.
1: Hi. Hola. Bonjour. Moist.
0: <laughs> it's
1: Sunday, fun day.
0: It's Sunday and we're already drinking wine at noon.
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's because it's Sunday and it's sunny and it's a beautiful day. It's the Lord's Day. It's the Lord's Day. The good Lord's good Day. Good
0: Lord. What wine are we drinking today, Chip?
1: Uh, so we're drinking a Chenin Blanc from Margins Wine, woman-owned, operated... Y'all should check out, if our listeners out there like wine or don't like wine, check out marginswine.com because sign up for her mailing list, boutique wine. You'll love it. And I love it. I'm a huge fan. And
0: it's what? Underrepresented grapes?
1: Underrepresented grapes from underrepresented regions um, and underrepresented varietals. And And if you don't know what a varietal is, Google it. What's a varietal? (laughs) (laughs) It's the uh, the type of the grape.
0: Like the people I've slept with are varietals. Yeah. Like those were my old varietals.
1: Yeah. What kind of varietal were you into?
0: too. Mm, okay, we'll get into that.
1: <laughs> so today's
0: podcast, everyone, we're talking about quickies. Ooh,
1: not the... Not Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit Rabbit well,
0: quickie. We'll talk about that. We're probably not Have going you had to- one of
1: those before oh, where your neck hurts? You're like, Lord. you got like a kink in your neck? Yeah. Um, like I mean, that was, Sex in the City episode. It was more
0: like a kink in my pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a little... Oh, God, I need like <laughs> ice pack after that one. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about quickies. And uh, on our podcast, we often talk about how we love uh, sl- slower sex, at least for the initial piece of warming up the body, getting aroused, not diving right in right, right. In the hard and fast. And that's what most people are doing because that's what they're sh- seeing in porn. Or maybe they don't have a lot of time. Or maybe they also, think...
1: They- like the penises, like being like worked really fast, and because your parents were going to come in when you're masturbating at yeah. seven, right?
0: Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I like you
1: said, the penises being worked really. Fast. Well, you know, they're like chef, 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 go, 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 <laughs> go. All right, I'm done.
0: <laughs> Hurry up, mom's gonna
1: watch. Don't in pick any up anytime. those socks on the floor.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Um, so, quickies, yeah, we'll, we'll elaborate a little more on that. Like, how do quickies apply when we do talk about slow and soft? How does that even fit in? Um, our favorite quickie stories, some that we've experienced, maybe our least favorite quickie stories. Some that I've
1: heard, too. Oh,
0: Because yeah. there's oh, yeah.
1: some we really interesting story. ones where I'm like, for real? You did it where? Yeah. When? How did that even work? Yeah, I was like, damn, I need to take some notes. So, before we do that, I'd love to read a testimonial. I know. We have so
0: many wonderful emails that come in. I do want to take t- a shout
1: out to all of our listeners. Thank you for just all the love, support that we continue to get from you. It means the world to us. Thank you for your sex questions. And again, if you are out there and you're listening and you have a question that you're pondering, email us or go to our website. We're at at gmail.com, or you can go on our website, shamelesssex.com and Check it out. You can just fill out a questionnaire. But we love, we read every question. We love and read all your reviews. And some of these testimonials, I like actually cried a little bit yesterday. And I this, don't cry.
0: Yeah, she's not really a crier. Except and I, for today, today I was like, period. did you read
1: that? Did yes. you read it? And yes. you're like, I read it. It's so beautiful. It was so
0: beautiful. We And we're getting at least like one to three a day that are either sex questions or just... Thank you so much for helping us. And from that's exactly why we do what we do. And it's
1: from all over the world. Yes. I mean, from Australia to we're huge in Senegal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think we have two, <laughs> two we have, listeners. We have two <laughs> listeners in
1: Senegal. But you know what? We love you, listeners. Thank you, Senegal. So continue. Thank yes. you for your support. We love you. Uh, each and every one of you. So thank you. So
0: I'm going to read this testimonial from a fan who would like to remain anonymous. And just so you know, if you do email us, we will keep your information anonymous if you request that. Or if, actually, even if you don't say that, we'll keep we'll just give you the first letter of your name. We won't even. Some people are like,
1: you can read my name. Here's my social security <laughs> number. And I'm like, oh, probably not. But yeah. we, we, we love you <laughs> we're either not way. Going to do that.
0: So uh, testimonial from a fan Three years ago, I was in a bad place grieving the early death of a parent, an ill sibling lost my family in a home in a flood, my boyfriend was diagnosed with MS, turned to religion, and we broke up. Then I fell into a serious drug addiction with a man who eventually came down with a very serious psychosis where he saw and heard things that weren't there, all involving me, my body, and other men. I was sexually, mentally, physically, and emotionally abused before I realized I wanted to live after a very close call. It's safe to say that I lost my desire for sex, a partner, or even friends. I'm clean and sober for two years and I've spent most of my free time working through my emotional issues alone and with a therapist and I've never been happier. The one and large issue is still the topic of sex. The thought of it sent me spinning in anxiety and fear. I refuse to let it get in the way of future relationships and myself. Finding your podcast has helped me in ways I never expected. I've rediscovered my body, and although I'm not ready for the next step, I know it will come. Anyway, this is just a big, happy thank you. You're both gentle, genuine, and kind, with just the right amount of humor and sass. Thank you for your honesty and openness. It's giving me perspective and a safe place for me to rediscover my sexuality. Oh!
1: This is the reason why we're doing this. so beautiful. Just for things like that. So thank you, listener, oh my for that beautiful... Your eyes are watering. I'm going to cry when I can't. The girl that
0: never cries is going to cry. I know. It's yeah. hard. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. This is so, so beautiful. And when we started the podcast, uh, the inspiration... Less than a was sh- year ago. Less than a year yes. ago. Yes. The inspiration was shame. And not that we love shame. It's that everyone has shame. And shame is really the main thing that is getting in the way. Shame and trauma of, um, of people really... Uh, tapping into their ultimate sexual selves of whomever they're supposed to be. And it's completely masked by that shame and by trauma, whether it's physical, emotional. And um, this person experienced so much trauma. Oh, my goodness. And it could be
1: shame in, in anything, something that maybe yeah, you had trauma as a child, you had trauma as an adult, or you had shame in body shame. There's so much shame that can exist in your life. And both you and I have overcome shame. And that's why we're like, let's share our tools, our how we got through and got to a place of empowerment and um, are living the lives we've imagined.
0: Well, uh, overcome and it still comes back. And maybe maybe it's not the old shame, but it keeps coming from these new ways. Like the example I often use is um, so you are sleeping with a new partner and on the third day you get naked and they look at you and they look at your thighs and say, hmm, your thighs look a little bit bigger than they did last time or just a little comment like that that can create deeply rooted shame. That All of a sudden, that person's like... How you shave
1: your pussy hair. I don't like when people comment on that to me. I'm like, hey, your bush is a little hairy yeah, today. Yeah, I'm like, what's
0: up, yo? Yeah. Don't comment and on I mean, that. And there is no, there's, no there's no shame. shame. There's, no, I mean, there's also no hierarchy of shame, right? Because one person's little tiny shame could be huge for them, whereas another person, if someone were to say that to them or give them that shame, it might not be sh- that shameful. And I also want to um, talk about the difference between shame and guilt. We've done this before on the podcast. Um, but shame is that i'm is i'm bad there's something intrinsically about me that is not good and guilt is different guilt is more like that thing i did was bad and right. if you want to learn more about shame um one of our inspirations is brene brown she's done a lot of amazing work uh, she has some ted talks she's wrote a number it helped of books help me through my
1: divorce that book mm-hmm. um, men women and worthy Oh yeah the audio recording the- it is an audio recording video. Yeah I think you can get it physical yeah. too.
0: Yeah and it's in it so it talks about that it talks about how um how shame the the thing about shame is that it thrives in silence and secrecy and it dies in empathy meaning when we get shame we have a desire to just hold it in and keep it for ourselves because It's scary. We don't want people to see our cracks in that way. We we don't want them to think that we're weak. And so we just hold it in and then it just builds. It's like bacteria in a Petri dish. It's just like growing and growing. And then when it's shown in empathy, so say I have shame and I say, hey, April... I have some really heavy shame. Can I share this for you? And I just want you to listen and I just need to be witness in my shame. And I share it with you and you just listen and witness and still love me and my vulnerability. Or even if I share it with anger or or sadness or tears, and you can still hold that space and I feel safe and accepted. All of a sudden, that shame can, can be like, like weight lifted off my shoulders or like armor coming off of my body and I'm much more free from it than I was when I just kept it to myself.
1: And if you're a listener that maybe feels um, like you don't have your share to share Shame to share, um, or you have a partner that maybe is creating a safe space. You're creating a safe space for your partner. It is good to just listen, as you said. It's not like I know exactly what you're going through. Let me fix you. Let me help you. It's like no, just listen and 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 be there. Share space, mm-hmm. as you like to say. And
0: you and I, we're both kind of fixers. So I want to out that this isn't shameful for me, but I want to out that I often have a desire to fix when someone oh, comes me to me and says, "Here's my problem." I'm like, oh well, let's try X, Y, and Z, and I don't think that that's always a bad thing because I know for myself, sometimes I want that from friends or from um, people that I trust their advice. But if you're not looking for that, it can be helpful to specify, I'm not looking to be fixed. I'm just looking to be heard. Can you hold that space for me? Uh, Or if you're receiving the information, vice versa, you can actually suggest that. Are you looking for advice or do you want me to just hold space? And then right. people can get the desired outcome that they're looking I'm for. I'm
1: usually like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" When you when someone gives you their stuff, yes. Their vulnerability. Like when yeah. I was going through my divorce, and I called you, I was like, "What do you think I should do? Oh, Give yeah. me the answer." Yeah, you want you. I you was want like, this, "Should I stay or yeah. should I go?" Yeah. And you're like. Yep. Yes, it's not that easy whatever <laughs> you want. I the answer lies within you but take some time. And I was like, okay. But sometimes, right, you can either kind of ask if you are looking to release the shame or you need advice. I think it's just ask for yeah. what you want. And trauma, you know, physical,
0: emotional, all the trauma, it doesn't matter if it, whether someone Touched your body non 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 consensually non consensually, um, or they give you a whole bunch of emotional and verbal abuse. Um, those are they're equally it depends on the person. You know how much that will really hurt them and what that will do to them. But when trauma is received. Um, it's a little different than shame, especially when it's physical trauma, and that the body remembers, it retains the information, and I guess that can happen with shame too. But
1: like when I got forced to give a blowjob at fifteen, when
0: someone's pressing your yes, head down. and now
1: ever since then, I mean that's fifteen. I'm thirty-five it years comes old. Up for you. It comes up, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And it's it's hard. So yeah. those kinds of things, but you can tap in. I've shared that experience with partners, yeah, and um, they're more gentle. So it's again releasing the shame.
0: Yeah, and and then yeah, and the trauma piece too is that when the, when the body receives trauma it actually retains it and holds it some parts of you can either numb out you can start to disassociate when the experience seems to be revisited or even if it's not the same experience something that reminds you of it Um, and a lot of times people feel like they're broken whether it's shame or trauma they feel like there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. I'll never be the same. I lost this part of me. And that's kind of what this person is going through or was going through. And it's so beautiful that just hearing us talk about shame and trauma in the way that because we say we don't believe anyone's broken at all, that we receive stuff that was never ours that gets in the way, but we're not broken. And yes, we will never be the same as we were before, because that's just how it goes. Every day we're different. Every moment I'm a different person than I was before. Yeah. And so it's important to not be attached to being what we once were, but to know that we have the tools and with good therapists and coaches and, you know, somatic workers and things like that, support systems that um, we and can. books. Yeah. And books. Oh yeah. And books. Totally. Yeah. That we can work with. It's not really work through or like, You know, ignore that thing that happened. It's more work with it so that we can move forward. And now, now that's part of our story that doesn't um, give us a whole bunch of pain, but it still is a part of us.
1: And sometimes you'll release shame that you've been holding, and then you'll release it once to someone, and then you feel like you can tell a lot of different people, and then it just becomes almost part of your identity like yeah. in a good way where it's yeah. like i experienced this i'm a survivor or yeah. i'm a person that went through this like i had shame in my divorce and then i just now i'm like you and thought, had it, you having you an affair i thought i was a terrible human mm-hmm. and then i started doing work and that was when i realized like i had shame in what i did and now i wouldn't change anything because I am where I am because of the mistakes slash things that I've experienced. Yeah, it's what what really makes you so wonderful and colorful and oh, dynamic. Thanks.
0: Yeah, and our and our cracks are a really important part of that story. So They're like scars, they are like scars. Cool. But when we ignore the scars, you know, try to bury them, run away from them, put makeup them. on them. They're, I mean, it's the resistance and yeah, put makeup on them, <laughs> really fancy makeup. Um, it makes it harder for us though, because they want, they want to be embraced. They want us to pull them up, almost like give them a hug and be recognized so that we can work through them and you'll go, what is that, the um, the, the the light, you gotta go through the darkness to get to light, the cracks, yes, the cracks yes. is where the light gets in, that's where it is. Every, yeah, yeah.
1: You can't see the stars without the night beautiful (laughs) (laughs) poetic should we read a sex question Sex
0: question. we have a sex
1: question here and this person's uh, name jay jay first letter of their name and thank you for jay for communicating and um for reaching out and um this is this is a really uh, yeah it's brought kind of uh it moved me so here we go hey amy and april Nine years ago, I was paralyzed in a motorcycle accident. Less than two years earlier, I had got out of the Navy and became a cop. My girlfriend at the time stayed with me and we eventually got married in 2012. We are still married, but we have no relationship if that makes sense. We're like roommates. Over the last nine years, we have somehow allowed ourselves to emotionally separate. Not by my choosing. I am the emotionally needy one in the relationship. We just crossed over three years of no intimacy. No kissing, touching, sex, cuddling, etc. We have had sex since my injury, although not frequently. It was more of a task she was completing. Oh. Prior to my injury, we had a pretty active sex life, and she had the desire to be with me. Not anymore, even when I try. In three years, an abnormal time to go without, is, oh, sorry, is three years, an abnormal time to go without sex other than the self-pleasure she does. Should I be concerned about her stepping out? I'm 38 in a couple of weeks and she is 47. I have tried to get her to do counseling, but she refuses. I believe she said her, our, I'm sorry, I believe she said our marriage are not in the top 10 things to work on. And when I asked her if she has emotionally shut herself off from me, she said yes, but it's not like it happened overnight. I'm stuck. Oh, here we go. I'm stuck. Don't know what to do. I am incredibly lonely, have so much love to give, but she won't receive it. Thank you for your podcast. They're informative. And for me, the best thing is hearing your personality come through. It genuinely brings a smile to my face, makes me laugh, and overall happy. So thanks for being real. Best, Jay.
0: Oh, Jay. Thank you for that email. Yeah, and. Wow. Wow, that is—you have been through a lot, and it's—it's it's always interesting to me that when people they go through a lot, but their concern is about their partner. Right, this happens all the time. It's you know you've gone through this physical trauma, and you're not getting um, a lot of intimacy or closeness, but there's this great concern about your partner. But it, it comes down to you because there's this fear of losing the love and this great desire to be close and be intimate, and the needs aren't being met. And those needs, I think, I think a lot of people. They don't want sex to be a need. When we think of needs, like we need food to survive. We need right. water. We need sleep. Oxygen. We need shelter. Right? Sex, for a lot of people, is a need. And maybe not just sex, but intimacy and closeness right. is a need. And it is a valid need to ask for, to um, to need, to say, if I don't have this... I'm not going to be able to stay in this relationship. And
1: for me, it's a like I have like a what I call the three tiered effect with relationships and things that I need. And oh, I it's thought, like I can
0: talk about your other <laughs> the old tiers. This oh, no, my three everywhere. tier, no. she has this tier <laughs> system for like for when you're single and the people you're dating. I have so. it in
1: marketing at work and I have it in my relationship, mm-hmm. what, like what I desire from a relationship. And sex is at one of the tiers of the triangle, the, the prongs of the triangle. What is it? Angle of the triangle. Sure. What, points. You know? Points of triangle. <laughs> One of those. So, and, and it's yeah. sex, communication, and then obviously getting along with the person and having them feel like a partner. Yeah, closeness. Right.
0: Yeah, so, and,
1: and so this is... It depends on you, Jay.
0: Yeah, and the questions are specifically, is this, this is normal? Yes, everything is normal, and everything is, I mean, there is no normal. It is normal for someone who sex with sex is not important to them. But to me, it's kind of sounding like your partner, uh, Jay, that sex is not important to them. Right. They've actually shut it, shut it out of their lives, and concluded, which I've heard people do many times, is say, "Sex doesn't need to be a part of my life." But she's,
1: it, it, she's he, also
0: emotionally cut
1: off. Too. Well, she, it, he said that she's also pleasuring herself. So then, yes, yeah, so there is a drive there. It's right. just a
0: drive that she doesn't isn't interested in sharing,
1: and perhaps. It, and it, it's a it's it is a bummer that she doesn't want to work on it, which
0: um, God, that's so hard when one person doesn't want to do. And the that work.
1: can be a make or break situation, unfortunately, because if you yeah, need both partners or you can open up with, hi, I'm not getting my needs met. How about we explore an open relationship? How about we explore a different path to go down? Because. I need this aspect of the relationship fulfilled, and that's okay to ask for. I think that as a partner, maybe she'll be like, "Great, I'm into that as well." It's just a matter of communicating that.
0: Yeah, and I know that it's really scary because it sounds like right now um, there, you, Jay, you are in a more of a companionate relationship, and some romance, some people right. just do that. They just. They just I'm not going to say settle because some people actually want that, but it sounds like you're settling. And maybe she is too, actually. Um, but for something that just works, feels comfortable-ish, although you're pretty uncomfortable, so you're not comfortable. Um, but it's more of a uh, we just make this work together and support each other in this, but there isn't a lot of passion or connection. And that's fine if that's what both people want. But if one or both people want more then that's where some shifts need to happen. Some conversations. It's a about, partnership. It's yeah. a
1: duality. So you work together. You have to work together. And and,
0: and some, sometimes working together
1: means finding out ways to work apart. And it's not about compromise all the time. It's about creating a win-win where you feel good. And we've talked about this on a podcast too getting what you want mm-hmm. in yeah. life and in the bedroom, but asking for what you want. So you're creating a win-win. You're not sacrificing because you want to feel you want your partner to feel good and you want to feel good as well. And it's all about finding the right balance for you. And I think beginning with asking for what you need and then exploring different routes to get what you need. Yeah. Well, get clear on what you need. What, what, what are you? What are you really
0: desiring? Are you desiring to be partnered? Are you desiring to be partnered with someone where you have sex once? Make a week? Make a PowerPoint are you desiring, presentation. Yeah,
1: that's what <laughs> with April the would do. I would. I'd be like, "This is what I need." Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit
0: A. <laughs> we only have sex once a week. Exhibit B. I want three <laughs> times a week. And that's, I mean, th- and that's that's great. It's great to show up, and uh, because when we show up and try to have these conversations when we're not clear about what we want, then it's a big old mess. But if we take time, okay, this is where I'm at. You know, I'm going to meditate on this, breathe into this, get out your crystals and your hippie shit. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> but no, you take the time to really settle in and feel into it. Where are you at? What are you desiring? What are you not getting? And what do you need? Propose that to your partner. Here's where I'm at. And then this is the other piece I think is important is this is what I want. And this is how far I'm willing to stretch. Right. So I want sex three times a week, but I'm willing to go
1: to only one time a week and that's fine. But zero not not i can't do that and it doesn't have to be penetrative sex you're looking at yeah, what is sex probably mean? a lot of times you're looking for a connection a deep connection with your partner that's why i crave and desire sex yeah. because i'm looking for that it's that,
0: just a penis and in the no
1: yeah. i'm like if I, that was a case i would get out my my wand and just do you put that inside of you no <laughs> it wouldn't fit it's pretty big <laughs> yeah. outside only but i i would just kind of need the orgasm that's not what it's about it's, yeah. it's a it's a bonus to sex but you want
0: closeness you, you want, want intimacy right. and, and then the, on top there's the wanting to feel wanted and desired that sounds like this is what jay is going through too is that they're really lonely they have so much yummy stuff to offer the world and it's just being put in a little box under the bed yeah. like their heart their soul their sensuality their sexuality and it
1: wants to come out and to be loved and desired And I would, and you deserve that. And what I, and I love giving this advice to friends when they ask me what, when I, after, you know, my breakups and different like dating, I made a list of what I desired in a partner. What I, not even just even basic things. And we've talked about this before, like I want him to like pizza. Oh yeah. And I wasn't even gendered. I was like, my partner (laughs) doesn't like pizza. Yeah. Um, but I want, you know, I want them to love that. So make a list of what, what you desire from your partner, um, and or a future partner, or a future partner, and and be firm and and very present on it. Where I even slept with my list under my bed. And I was really just kind of manifesting that. And I know that sounds very whimsical. Crystals. But yeah, (laughs) get my tarot out and do like a little reading. I do that sometimes. She does. Yeah. She likes crystals. Yes, I do. That one person that hates crystal talk is tuned out.
0: You're funny because you like crystals and designer brand clothes.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I make my own rules.
0: You're like the Hollywood uh, hippie.
1: I know. (laughs) See, yeah, I get witchy. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, I just want. I think that is advice that I give to my friends that are like dating, and they're like, "What do I do? Like, how do I? Is is there a person out there that can fulfill these things?" I'm like, "Just make a list. Get clear about what you want. Call it in and call it in.
0: And it's and it goes beyond that. Not just like I'm going to make a list and it's going to come to me. When we when we get clear on what we want, now we're open to it. It's not just like, oh, it's the laws of attraction and I'm going to magnetize it. If you don't know what it is that you're looking for, what you want, or what you what you what you desire, how are you even going to recognize it when it comes your way or how are you going to get it if you don't if you're not clear on what it is and asking for it's just not going to arrive
1: and that and that I think that method, that methodology of, of being clear about what you want, writing it down, being active, being present in it, changing it whenever you want is um, is possible not only in relationships, but also in work and all yeah. aspects. Releasing the shame, getting clear about who you are. I, I don't know. I, I just love that practice. Yeah. It's important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're in a really tricky spot, Jay, and it sounds like it's kind of that crossroads of having this important conversation. So if one person shut down saying, I'm not willing to work, then all you can do is take care of you. Mm-hmm. All you can do is make decisions. Okay, well, you're not willing to work with me and I need this. So I'm. This is what I'm going to do to take care of my needs. And you can choose to follow or stay with me or not. And right. um, because you are worthy of that. There isn't any human that is not
1: worthy of their needs. And Jay, there's 7.6 billion people on the planet. If this and particular partner and growing don't look at that ticking <laughs> clock on the internet that shows you how how long yeah it's yeah. very crazy but uh there there's someone out there for you if um your current partner isn't um fulfilling all of your needs
0: yeah and okay let's comment on that one too because um I love is, is Esther Perel, people in
1: India probably a lot of times they typically like to have the arranged marriage oh yeah well it's true
0: yeah yeah but I so think, maybe not
1: India which is 1.2 billion well, stick to North America if you're in North America <laughs> yeah.
0: but also it's kind of um, so Esther Perel talks about this w- expecting our, your partner to fulfill all your needs is actually a new thing this wasn't a thing back yeah, in the day you're right. Yeah, so the, so marriage was something that was created it was a business engagement right it was like okay we're doing this thing because we need to work the land together or uh, my daughter's going to marry your son and you're going to pay me X amount of goats or whatever it's like that property is. yeah and it, so it's Make it's for survival, basically to make things function and and work. And so Esther Perel has talked about this a lot, and this is also from a lot of anthropological perspectives too.
1: Chris Ryan talks about it in Sex at Dawn, which I like changed my whole monogamy. Yeah, monogamy in general, I was questioning. I was like, wow, this is so
0: mind blowing. We're not anti monogamy, and we're not anti marriage. But I do, so I do love how she says that in modern day relationships there is this expectation uh, expectation for um, our partners to fulfill all of our needs. And that is so much pressure. That's too much
1: pressure. That's impossible. Right. It's, it's designed for failure. The thing is you can fulfill your needs and think about your happiness first. And then a lot of times other things start to fall into place.
0: Yeah. Or or your partner can fulfill some of your needs. Like they can, you know, show up for you um, and touch you and snuggle you and have sex with you and um, have, the, you know, a deep emotional connection. But say you have a need for I don't know, um, what's a good example of this? Eating pizza. Like, April, like, see, pizza. I haven't eaten pizza in, like, like six months, though. But this is a need. And And
1: lactose intolerance, And
0: this this is another, let's go deeper into that. Because needs, to me, are more things that we actually need to to live a happy life so you probably don't need pizza to leave, live a happy life no. but it's a desire of yours right? so you don't have to get all of your desires from your partner you can go have pizza with some friends and totally. not put that on your partner hey there's something wrong with our relationship I really want pizza and you don't I and so that. I think we're broken we need to go to a therapist now (laughs) (laughs) you are so you're my partner so you're supposed to fulfill all my needs
1: perhaps maybe you could put on this podcast at night while your partner's sleeping and they'll subliminally hear some of the messages yes buy me pizza (laughs) pizza (laughs) homemade
0: pizza cornmeal crust (laughs) (laughs) cauliflower crust then it's paleo not mozzarella i am lactose intolerant (laughs) oh yeah there we go there we go there you go yeah well so just just to put that into perspective too um no one can meet all of your needs, except for you. And sometimes you can't, too. But it's up to you to you do that. You meet a lot of my
1: needs, Amy. I do? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Except you don't really, you know. We're not very sexual You don't together. do the vulva massage. No, that. I don't do that. There <laughs> I but there, there, you can pay I people mean, for that. I've done it before, but <laughs> I'm good.
0: I'm, I'm painfully straight. It's I so, know. so painful. Should
1: we talk about quickies?
0: <gasps> yes. Quickies. So quickies. Quickies. Is there a quickie song you got for us?
1: Um, I can make one up really quickly. What you got? Going quickly for the quickies.
0: Yeah. Cha-cha-cha.
1: <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. So if anyone wants to put that into a jingle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll, I can do it again. Going quickly with the quickies. Cha-cha-cha. Yeah. sex <laughs> 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 uh,
0: That's good. By the way, we
1: do need to authorize and have more jingles.
0: So we only got one.
1: I know we got one jingle. Thanks to that guy. Send us a jingle. Send, send us a jingle. You got Sangle. a
0: jangle?
1: So, okay, quickies. So how do you feel about quickies, Amy?
0: (sighs) Quickies, well... Have you had a lot of them? It's a conundrum. Yes, yes. And these days, I can say that I do have some quickies these days. What do you consider a quickie, P.S.? Because isn't it pretty subjective? Quickies, like, we're not spending a lot of time on foreplay and warm-up, and we only have a matter of minutes. You know, it's under 10 minutes of all the things. Under 10 minutes. Under 10 minutes of all the things, whether it's kissing, touching all over the body that's not genitals, and when we touch or penetrate genitals, then it's all kind of under this thing. So mine will be, I'll say under 10 minutes. What about you? How would you define quickies? Hmm.
1: I never really... I, in like a time warp, every time I enter into a, a sexual experience with you a partner. Disappear into a vortex. I would say a quickie. Yeah. No, like, I'm never like that. You're was, always really good about being like, it's about 15 minutes of warm up. I'm like, how long is that? <laughs> so I I'm so I, think <laughs> I would. I know. <laughs> Amy's got a timer. All right. So we All have right. a 10.5 <laughs> minutes. I know that my velvet takes about three minutes to warm All up. Right. Yeah. So I would say my my idea of a quickie would be five minutes, I guess. Ooh. Eight Point seven. It includes all the things <laughs> so you're talking 8. about: 8.
0: kissing, touching all over the body, not genitals. That's I'm saying all in
1: penetration. There. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'd say probably with zero warm-up, when it's just going in, and um, usually there has to be lube involved because my pussy is not ready yeah. for entry.
0: Yes. Yeah. So we've talked about this past podcast, but fun fact vulvas take about four times as long to get arousal and blood flow than penises. So if you're in a heterosexual relationship and you're dealing with a penis and a vulva, just because the penis is hard does not mean the vulva is necessarily ready. And porn is showing... They're not really showing a lot of foreplay These, and warm those, up.
1: They're they're professionals, yeah. So they're ready for things. They're just diving right. They're in. diving in. There's a lot of lube. There's a lot of spit involved. Not so. a lot of kissing. No.
0: And they're just literally you know hand on the clitoris, like just <laughs> fast and hard, like they're gonna <laughs> right. burn it off with their fingers. Same with anal.
1: They just go straight in, and it's it's oh like God. no one sees the butt plug that they wore for two and, and a half hours lube, before. The lube that they showed up there. The lube, their ass. right? So oh, yeah. In that, it's, it's confusing for people. It, it is I get confusing.
0: It. Yeah. So. Um so porn doesn't help to in in the issue of people being really confused about sex and or quickies in general and and what's important it doesn't really matter uh, anything that we say here in terms of like time wise it's all up to you what matters is is your body ready is your body ready for whatever you're doing and this doesn't just apply to penetration right is your body right. ready for even a, a hand to touch the genitals or is it even ready for a kiss you know and only you get to decide that so for quickies my rule of thumb would be have a quickie if your body's ready. If your body's not ready, do some other things to get your body ready, or just spend more time and don't have a quickie. Right. Because when you try to force it, and we talk about we talked about trauma in the beginning of this, but trauma doesn't just happen from not from sorry um, non consensual acts of sexual violence, right? Trauma happens from compliant sex where right. so say you're really turned on, you want to have sex with me, I'm not fully ready, but we and we only have. Five minutes, so I'm like, all right, fine, yeah, let's do this. And you jam your lovely dildo or cock inside <laughs> of me, and we have sex really quickly. Take it, and for me, it's not that great because I'm not that warmed up. My right. body, you know, my, my cervix hasn't lifted up, which is what it does, and makes more room in the vaginal canal when uh, vulva owner is turned on. Um, my body's just not juicy and ready. And we do this, and, and we, I leave it kind of like. You know, feel maybe a little used. Like I was just an orifice to get you off, mm-hmm. um, or oh, my body kind of hurts. Like it doesn't feel that great. But I, it's, but it's I still said yes. So it's not, um, it's not rape, right? I just consented in that case. But I just had compliant sex, and that can create trauma in my body. Now my body, the next time you touch me, might cl- clench a little bit. You know, I might kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'm not because last time it didn't feel that great. So I don't. We both of us agree with this. We don't suggest having that kind of sex you know kind of i'm uh, not not just pity sex but just sex is
1: uh sex as something that we need to do to keep our partner happy but our body's not really into it like i used to do a lot of quickies when you were married when i was married and i was i had a lot of shame in what my body looked like i wasn't able to work out because i was working so much so quickies were our main method of of um sex i mean that's what we did and I would never be on top because I didn't like my body. And I was always shaming myself. I would be in my head the whole time. Like, when is this going to be over? Come on, come on, come on. Finish, finish, finish. And um, that was when a quickie came in well. And I didn't realize now that I'm out of my head and more into my body. More empowered. More empowered. I'm like, no way. It's about both of us. Like, let's slow it down. Let's have like, let's really enjoy this connective space that we're in. And it's helped so much. And nothing's really changed other than I'm, done work on myself and and I think that is some good advice if you know, you're kind of thinking about what laundry you haven't done and the kids are at school and you have to go pick them up. What and kind of oatmeal am I going to have If it becomes breakfast? a chore, <laughs> yes. Get Remember, get out of your head. Get into your body. Feel your partner. A- ask questions about what you're doing. And I think that's helpful.
0: And stop and press pause when you need to. So say, like, does quickies, this feel good? Yeah, like quickies starting to feel right. You know, okay, we only have 10 minutes. Let's just try it. Yeah. And you start doing it, whatever you're doing, and it's not feeling good. Stop what you're doing. Slow down. Suggest something else or add more lube or something or sex toys. Sex toys are great for quickies Yep, because these are some things to say I have 10 minutes. Okay, I only have 10 minutes. I want to play with you because I want to be connected to you. It's not just to cater to you. I really just want to be intimately connected to you. So let's play with my vibrator for a little bit. And maybe while I do that, you can massage your vulva or your cock or whatever else we're playing with. And then we can come together and now our bodies will be really warmed up. You know, the, I mean, sex toys just are like turbo mode into Pleasure oh, yeah. Town. like so two a, minutes with
1: that thing. Yeah, I I've think timed it. Yeah, really? With <laughs> That, that <laughs> I've timed. Orgasm, yes, for yeah. my orgasm. And then after you
0: have the orgasm, are you interested in continuing the play?
1: Usually oh. it's over Really sensitive the at clitters, the time, yeah. right? So especially when I'm using a vibrator, when I'm having penetrative sex and I have an orgasm, I usually can multiple. Yeah.
0: So in that sense, what you could do is use the vibrator but not give yourself the orgasm. Oh yeah, and then you'll be craving it. So you'll play with that for one point five minutes. Are you about edging, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Where you don't give yourself the orgasm. I don't like edging. I like instant gratification. I know and you then, do, then do, but we're to go. make you wait. April. Oh damn it! So you have to wait, <laughs> and then you'll take the vibrator away, and then you can go and play with your partner. Now you have another. You know, eight point five minutes under your ten minute belt to have whatever kind of sex you want to, right. and and your body was ready. So that's, I mean, that's a good way to to work. I don't want to say manipulate. That's not really the right word, but to work with your body. And so what we're coerce really, the body into coerce, coerce <laughs> coercion. <laughs> no, <I don't
1: laughs> Use like all that. the weird adjectives to describe that. I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna go coerce my body so that yeah. i can be ready to have sex with you right now. <laughs> and then, I mean, there's different systems here at play too. It's not just the physical body. You know, when you're also working with the mind. Um, is the mind is my is my mind ready to show up and have sex? Meaning, is it ready to be present? Is it ready to be in a place of giving and receiving? And um, is it going to be fully showing up showing up for this situation or situation for being this? Being present, in mm. yeah,
1: being present. And I mean, wh- okay, so can you talk about quickies that you've had or like my good old quickies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Recently, I had a really great quickie, which was using the sex toy that you gave us. We finally figured out how to put the cock ring. Oh, the Adam
1: cock ring. You have to check out that. If you all haven't had like access to cock rings before, this one is a must buy. It can be from beginner to intermediate to expert users of sex toys. Atom, A-T-O-M, and the Atom Plus, but they are amazing. Go to hotoctopus.com. Hot Octopus has two S's, P-S, and you get 20% off, 15% off, some percentage off. (laughs) I can't recall uh,
0: because, but yeah, shameless sex. All caps?
1: I think it's all lowercase. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And we also
0: have it at Pure Pleasure. You can get it at purepleasureshop.com. And um, and it's that, well, we're getting it in actually. No, Pleasure. you have it
1: now. We do have it now. The package awesome. arrived. The package
0: has been delivered. It's like a teardrop cock ring. So it has two motors. One goes on the top, one goes on the bottom. And um, we talked in about in one of our recent podcasts about how to put it on because they're a little more complicated when they're not super stretchy. It has a light stretch, but not a lot of stretch. It gets
1: more worked in and stretchier as time goes on just because it gets more broken in like a shoe. Yeah. Like when you wear a shoe, it's kind of uncomfortable the first time. Yeah. This is, it's not super uncomfortable. It just gets more worked in and and, um, better wear with wear. So that's an incentive to use it often.
0: Yeah. So what we did was we had that cocker and we had never played with it. We um, we were he like, he was already he wasn't super hard he was like he actually wasn't really hard at all there's like a little blood flow okay. in there because it, it's to put these kind of cock rings on you need, you need to, a semi yeah semi I like it I said that to him semi like, a semi in a bratexan. do you have a semi yes. that's what
1: my boss calls it
0: a semi he's like you gotta put it on with semi yeah so he had a semi and yeah. um and we put it on you need to do the testicles first and then you put the shaft and then I put it on he was like oh my god because it's really powerful and it puts a
1: lot of pressure on your perineum which is that quote unquote taint if you vibrates. will and it yeah. vibrates And all the way around, there's two motors. So check it out. If you're looking for it to add a little spice to your situations, whether you are a dildo user, uh, it'll still kind of apply um, nice vibration to a dildo. Or if you are um, in a partnership with a penis owner, then go for it. Check it out. Throw on that cack ring. Yeah.
0: And so he was, he because we don't usually use a lot of vibrating things for him. Right, right? I know. So he he was
1: like, this actually feels really good. We're experimenting, (laughs) we're playing.
0: So that's the fun thing about sex toys is it's just... A uh, fun way. It's like a bonus. I helped experiment. design that
1: toy because it has like a bump for. Clitoris. I, I of you while we Thank were using you. It. I was, I, I was <laughs> hoping that you would say that. So
0: he put that on. He was vibrating. He was feeling really, feeling really, really good. And then we we started having sex for a little bit. And I was like, I was, I was, I was just like excited because it was really fun. Because so I was like, there's a new thing that we're playing. Yeah, with. totally. Um, and so we actually did have sex. But, but <laughs> what happened is, so he came and so then when he was, done, I was like, well, uh, how about we play with my vibrator now? And he was totally down. So then we whipped at my vibrator and then we played for a little bit. And I was doing this thing where I'm yelling when I have orgasms now. Which great because I have my own little house. So I'm like, not just, I'm just not, I'm not just being lovely everywhere. Well, give me an example of how, like t- you I yell. We have
1: microphones. It'd I know, but just so like loud. a, was it like a, oh!
0: No, 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 yelling. Oh, like, like as a, loud yeah. as you possibly Do you say care? words or just screaming? No, just like. Someone probably thinks you're getting hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, who's looking at it? The eardrums? No, that, that you're getting hurt and they're like, ah. I hope not. But <laughs> think you're about your neighbors coming. But it makes my orgasms more powerful. Oh, the louder I am, the more powerful my orgasms are. So it's true. Anyways, all of this happened under 10 minutes and we both had orgasms and it was fun and exciting. We actually, the Adam, Adam was fun. We probably like are just going to move to the next sex toy because we're more into that. We're more into trying the new toy. Okay. And because that's exciting and once we try that we'll probably move to the next one and it's just new and exciting. We're making an anal toy
1: soon. Sweet. That's gonna vibrate. Totally. So let's stick that in your partner's (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's see if he's into it. Um, Yes,
1: with permission of course. With permission.
0: And then my other exciting quickie story would be, kind of goes in the same category of like wild. Places you've had sex mm. is um, I had sex with the pilot while they were flying a two seater plane once. While they were flying, see, I can't, in
1: the air. I can't, I can't one up <laughs> on that situation. That's no, pretty much the coolest it's a good, thing one. Ever. It's a good one we're While Good one,
0: like over the Monterey in the cockpit,
1: yeah. There's a in the cockpit, weren't yeah. you? No pun intended,
0: yeah. And it was quick, right? Because it was like, oh my god, but I had to hold the the roof of it and it was just it was wild because when you're flying a plane you're controlling the plane with both your feet and your hands so he's just still trying to do those things while I'm just yeah so it was um yeah so that and it was a quickie That's but like it was so exciting good. so i think for me a lot of quickies happen when there's this level of excitement that can raise the arousal automatically on its own that might not even be related to sex it's just this is like, you know, that's why people like having sex out in public.
1: Well, I, a friend told me, because we were kind of talking about quickies, yeah. uh, that uh, her and her ex-partner used to do it in public. And I was like, well, can you define like where in public? Like in bathrooms? And she's like, yes, bathrooms. But one time we were at a bar sitting there, and I had a skirt on, and we, we were at the corner of the bar, and I was sitting in his lap, and he fully just penetrated me, and we had a quickie at the bar. I was like, that on is the bar dope. Stool. On <laughs> a bar stool. Like, yeah. I can't top that either. Mine is like... I pulled over on the side of the road, yeah. and just banged it out in the car, or and then out in nature a couple of times.
0: Nature's great. Nature's yeah. awesome. Because nature's s- awesome because you're just, just gotta look out for
1: poison oak. Yeah, don't have a quickie next to the poison <laughs> if oak if you live in California. Blanket in the in the yeah, back. Yeah, watch out for that. Throw down that blanket.
0: Yeah, but the, but I think so. What that person's talking about with the bar stool is the exhibitionism thing. You know, some people totally. get aroused or off. and some people don't, they don't, that doesn't turn them on to, they're a little more afraid, but it's that we might get caught. And so that can lead to a great quickie because it creates its own level of excitement. So, um, I think that that's an important thing to bring in is uh, we can, we can have great cookies when we bring in sex toys or other things that excite us and get, you know, get the juices flowing us because it's so different or new or, um, taboo.
1: As I I use my toy, if I know that I want, um, to, come quickly. Yeah. That's when I'll bust out my when you're like, toy. I'm
0: going to bust one out. Yeah. I'm
1: like, I have a meeting at 830. <laughs> so can we just please, you know, do you mind if I just use the toy?
0: And then April also believes in an orgasm a day, keeps the doctor away. Yes. That's
1: what people are like, what's your secret? She's like, Screw I'm like, apples. not Botox, dude. It's Why? called Why an people- orgasm a day. Yeah. I really do believe in that. It gives you a, a solid glow. Yeah. I didn't have an orgasm yet today. <gasps> Damn it. All right. We got to cut. We'll be right back. Um, She's got to go bring her orgasm game.
0: One. And then it also, for me, when I have a lot of vibrant sexual energy moving through my body, I just feel more alive. Mm -hmm. And then I'm better in all realms, whether it's in the work, you know, in the workplace or wherever. I'm just more alive. I have more creative juices flowing in my body. So... Um, it's there is some really it's wonderful magic to Oregon. Sometimes I
1: want a quickie but I drank too much wine <laughs> and then I'm like why is this not working? It's like Brrr. I'm like
0: well, totally numbed
1: out and yeah and then I'm like I just don't know why I did that.
0: Half a bottle of wine plus are not really quickie friends. Yes. Yeah, so really if work if well you for want a quickie
1: those or penises don't drink as much wine as I do.
0: Yeah, but I think that they can serve, they serve a time and a place but um I think for most people that's not how they want all their sex to be and I okay I want to comment on one thing as we talk about this because the folks who um, ejaculation is an issue for them where they think that they don't last long enough or they call it premature ejaculation and for us we don't necessarily think that there's such thing as premature pre- yeah, right it's all a matter of perspective right. um so so as we say that we don't love quick quickies we're not saying we don't love you as you if you're someone that you know has an orgasm really quickly um We're saying that what we actually don't love is when people have sex, when the body's not ready for it and it doesn't feel good in that way. It's not in any way shaming that someone who can only last five minutes. We're not shaming those people at all. And like I've had some great sex in only a matter of minutes. And for me, a lot of times the sex is more about the connection and it's not about the penetration part. Mm-mm. It's more about all the other yummy stuff. The warming stuff. up. Yeah. The foreplay. Uh-huh. Foreplay is
1: key. Yeah. I asked my partner the other day. I was like, hey, can we spend more time making out? What did he say? He's like, I'm like, can we pretend we're in high school again? And Do you, he, you really
0: want to pretend you're in high school? No, anymore? but you know, I just like gave <laughs> him a...
1: I'm like, remember when you used to like, Like literally crave making out and yeah. i get super turned on from kissing i love kissing it's like yeah. so hot and i'm like just kiss me because i feel like you know and that happens in almost every one of my relationships it's, the longer it, goes, it is it, it goes away yeah. and i'm like no 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 i need this so i was asking him and he totally gave me what i needed
0: it's yeah people start to get comfortable once that you know and now he's figured out your body so he's like oh i'm gonna get from point a to point b and all the other stuff isn't really on the table anymore and i think this is completely normal. We, and we start to take those things for granted. Um, most people do when they get along. The, the little, relationships. The yeah. little things. The, and then someone or both people start to crave them. Like, hey, we don't just dry hump anymore. We don't kiss, just make out and kiss anymore. We don't have, we don't start to touch each other without penetrative sex being on the table mm. or without touching genitals. You know, gen, once we kiss, genitals are always a part of it. That's why,
1: yeah. And I, miss,
0: just, I miss those things that we used to do. Can we do more of those? And
1: Esther Perel talks about this in Captivity. Mm. And she's so brilliant. by the way she's amazing I want to
0: meet her like I would
1: rather meet her over any celebrity I'm I'm serious she's amazing and she talks about once you're married how a lot of these things you think you basically own your partner and she comes at it from a lot of like um, like domestically hetero couples i mean she has all sorts of different experiences in therapy with all sorts of different sexual orientations but um, a lot of her uh examples from the book are about um hetero marriages that are long term but she talks about how a lot of times one of the partners thinks that they you know they i got them and she's like what makes you think that you have them yeah, you
0: don't have them. You they're not yours don't nurture that yeah. you,
1: they're not yours to have so it's all about that aspect of not the the uh keeping it new but kind of um not taking them for granted. Yep. Continuing
0: and, to do the work to keep things connected. Right. Uh, maybe not, or exciting or spicy, if that's your jam or what you're looking for, but more so
1: connected. Showing up with the language of love that they have. We talk about this on one of our episodes. I think of the last episode that we did, the five languages of love, um, and kind of identifying what yours is and what your partner's is, or having them identify it for you, and then showing up in that way continuously.
0: And on that note with quickies, We can dedicate our whole... Like, quickies can just be the part where we actually start touching, but so maybe that's like a five or ten minute window, but you can spend your whole busy day still reaching out to your partner in a way that lets them know that you love them or you think they're sexy, you can't wait to have sex some with them. Some pussy shots? Yeah, you know, from, so maybe the quickies because you only have ten minutes when you're actually physically together, but you're at work all day, send them some messages. It's like, I just can't wait to have your cock in my mouth or whatever that is, you know, to and that's all part of the foreplay. So um, that uh, that can help to create heightened arousal without it having to be in person if you don't have time. Because... For a lot of people, you know, we get emails from folks that are married, they have kids, and time is actually really hard for them, you know, and so we recommend to schedule time to have sex. It's
1: important to schedule the time because... People are busy. People are busy, and you can always think of an excuse or a reason not to have sex, but... uh, I mean, if I feel like a few days have gone by where I'm like, hey, I really desire this. I'm like, can we have a, a sexy time night tomorrow? And it usually works every time. I'm just like, even if I I sometimes I put on lingerie, sometimes I just wear some like stripper heels. Oh, my just,
0: God. She is a great stripper. <laughs> I have really good stripper <laughs> heels.
1: They're really only my sex heels. Yeah, like I would, don't wear them outside of the house. She does like the
0: whole thing where she spreads on her back and spreads it and there's the clack when you hit yeah. them like
1: clack. I've you just, showed you before. It's good. I've I seen did. multiple The dollars. bands make her dance. Yeah, I throw dollars at her. Yeah. I'm like yeah.
0: And then, and then <laughs> once I had a $10 bill dollars. and I hit it and then give it to her and she found it and she's like hey where's my $10 bill? I like to pretend
1: I'm a stripper. And you are.
0: A great one. Mine. Yeah. No, because I've been (laughs) to a lot of strip
1: clubs. Yes. I respect. I go to strip clubs and they're like, were you a dancer once? I am like, no, but maybe in a past life I was because I really relate to this. and I love this shit. (laughs) Like who doesn't like drinking and watching hot ladies dance? Sober people. Well, even (laughs) if I'm sober, I still enjoy it. People don't like women. Remember when we went to that stripper party in L.A. and there was that woman that came out in a baboon costume?
0: I was not there, <laughs> but I wish I was. Dude. Are you serious? Yeah, you were there. This is one, probably one of those nights when I was being lame and just like, I'm gonna go to my. Room. It was a. W- it was.
1: A it was the. Um, you. You were so there. Wait, what did she? How did? You, what did she do in the baboon costume? She had a full baboon costume and she did a full. It had the butt, like the <laughs> butt <laughs> over the butt, like oh the bare God. butt, and then hair all over. So and then she had a mask and she came out and she did like this baboon dance, dude. You were there.
0: No, I was not. There. Oh so my I would remember a baboon dance. It was the
1: Fun Factory party. I, I never, I came late it or was something. The, I did not, did not. Share your, sh- okay, anyway, I'm going to go back in the roster and see if you were there.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm just, now I'm going to go out more when we go to trade shows yeah, because I, there's baboons running maybe around. Maybe
1: that's why you d- we're having a, a a night in early, you had a midnight curfew, and I'm usually like, Wow
0: Yeah, she stays out till four. So you
1: like, so, okay, back to Tanya. The baboon back costume? To the oh, no. heels, <laughs> you're talking about heels. Oh, yeah.
0: And you like to uh, whip out the heels and do a little dance. It.
1: And sorry to refer to Esther Perel again. Oh, but don't apologize. She's amazing. I, she is amazing. But um, she talks about the flannel pajama scenario. Do you remember that from the book? Sweatpants. Where you end up in sweatpants all the time. It's also about feeling sexy for yourself. Mm. And I feel sexy and in stripper heels. That's more important. It is. And I'll put on, like, actually, what I have on right now. It's a one piece with a thong back. I'll put on this with the heels. Show sure us. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> don't think so. Okay. For you later. Okay. But so th- and I'll put on that. And it's like it's something I own. It's not even lingerie, but I feel really sexy in this. And that is part of me opening up my sexuality. Um, so maybe you I don't know many people that would feel comfortable in flannel pajamas or sexy in flannel pajamas. They're designed for comfort. What about like flannel lingerie? I put on my hunter boots with nothing else on. That's good. And that works well.
0: My dad's a hunter. He'd be really into that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what makes you feel sexy. You might like your yoga pants with a hole cut out in it. No. No, I'm trying Just to be kidding. more
0: feminine these days. Oh, yes, I know you less are. Best yoga pants. I like well, that. Well, and I think I like what you're saying, too, because, again, that is part of the arousal piece is it starts with you. So say you're going to have sex. Maybe it's a quickie. Maybe it's not. But. To, in order to feel sexy it comes down to so many things is uh, to yourself what are you what you're wearing how you're showing up you know what you eat before
1: how you breathe before all oh yeah of those don't things. eat a lot of Indian food <laughs> before because especially before anal
0: good advice
1: <laughs> so for real though no. did you find out the hard way no I've, no I just I, I googled it
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you find? It's just um,
1: not a good idea.
0: I, it's not a good idea to Google things like that. I know. Is what's really not. I've a learned good idea. the hard
1: way many times, but that's all about the journey.
0: Yeah. it is all about <laughs> the journey. And we'll leave it on with that note for quickies about the journey piece, too, because, that's another reason why we're usually into slow and more connected sex. And again, when we say slow and soft, that's in the beginning, like fast and hard serves a purpose when bodies are super turned on and aroused and ready to go. Yeah. But when they're not there, that I don't think it should be on the table because they're not ready for it.
1: And you could be, I mean, literally into, you know, say like do, uh, domination, submission, what's it BDSM? called? BDSM. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and... Start slow and soft, and then go into your hardcore tie up kind of scenario.
0: Is like the is the one that really needs the starting slow and soft in the warm up. You don't just take a flogger and just no. like, smack someone hard, or like start choking them right out of nowhere without a Pee-ing conversation, all over them. and they're warming the body up and all this and negotiation and safe words, you know, all right. these things. So, um, and that's a whole nother podcast for another day. We did a kink podcast, but we also want to do that. Was just us talking, right? We want to bring on someone that's like really deep in the kink. World and we will for
1: sure Um, but like
0: bdsm quickies i'm sure that they're available and they need so much foreplay warm-up safety negotiation that um i it might almost be dangerous for most people you know if you only have a 10 minute window it's probably not time to get into your ultimate kink realm unless you've already done a lot of work with this person um and negotiation all that stuff so um yeah that especially needs a lot of love and care so we're not you know, we're not anti all that other stuff—the hard, the fast, you know, all that—and it's just a matter of really respecting the body, listening to the body, because every time we do, it tells our body that we are worthy, that our bodies are safe, that we des- that we are going to get touched the way we want to be touched. Versus if we don't do that and we have that compliant sex or sexual experiences. We're telling ourselves that this is what sex is like, this is what we deserve, and that's all that sex will be. And, of course, we're going to react in a way according to that where our body numbs out and shuts down. So, um, quickies, go for it. Just listen to your body and and give to it the way that it desires, and don't override that. Please, get out of your head. And always use lube. Get in, Especially Uber lube. Uber lube is 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 the the jam. Uber lube we have at Pure Pleasure. You can go to purepleasureshop.com. And you get fifteen percent off out. with I'm coupon out. code shameless shameless sex, sex, PP in all caps, and you're out. We need to get you a bottle. Can I have some more? I'll get you a bottle.
1: It's a really cute bottle. I can keep it on my my nightstand. It's beautiful. It's it glass. Looks, it almost looks like lotion. Yeah. Or a cosmetic product. Yeah. And I'm I'm like very OCD about having things out. So if you're a person that Is uh like myself, you won't mind having it exposed. People don't know what it is. It just looks. It's amazing. It's our top
0: selling lubricant at Pure Pleasure. Pure Pleasure. If you haven't heard on past podcasts, is a mother daughter owned sex shop in Santa Cruz, and I'm the daughter. Woo! Um, I'm pretty much behind the scenes these days, so my wonderful mother is running the show. But it's a beautiful store if you live in Santa Cruz, or you can go to our website, PurePleasureShop.com. It's also a beautiful online store.
1: And everyone, April got her start in the sex store industry at Pure Pleasure. Amy hired me. Yes. And I didn't even own a vibrator. And
0: now you own a And lot.
1: you're like, I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. But the, I was like, really? Put this on
0: your clitoris and then I'll hire you. Wait, that doesn't and sound And I was like, right. how did
1: I wait until I was 26, 25 years old? You know, you could have sued me
0: for that probably.
1: Is that is
0: really <laughs> sexual harassment? If you offer your employee a vibrator, Yeah, know. but
1: I wasn't working for you then. You gave it to me before the shop opened. I will not hire you until you use this. Yes. And I was like, damn. And yeah. then you made me watch porn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did that consensually. Oh God. Sign this release form <laughs> well, right <yeah>. here. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Oh, this has been fun. This has been an awesome episode. This has been really good. Thank this you. Great. Oh, Miss Baldwin for sharing your Sunday, fun day with me. Thank you, Miss Lambert, for sharing. Can we do your a quick Sunday cheers? Oh yes. Maz- Shannon Blanc. <laughs> Blanc. <laughs> this is Shannon Blanc?
0: Blanc. Yeah, this is Shannon Blanc. Wait, you didn't me
1: at me in the eyes. I had to take a moment from the mics. because Yes, you had to take that's good luck. Mm-hmm. And if you, because it's all about the five senses. Do you know why that's, do you look, why you is look in the when, eyes? Is this
0: when I whip out my crystals?
1: No, no, this is <laughs> factual information. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in most other countries when they salute or cheers to life, Yeah, uh, it's about the five senses, the touch, the taste, uh, the look, yes. the smell. Mm-hmm. So You actually
0: have helped me be really present with that because a lot of times I'll just take the wine and be like,
1: yeah, you just have to enjoy. It's about the enjoyment of the cocktail or the wine. Saludos. So, all right, y'all. This has been an awesome um, podcast sharing about quickies and all the things. Shame, drama. shame-free, sh- shamelessness, shameless sex. So, as
0: little shame as possible.
1: As little shame as possible. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in every Tuesday. We love, love, love you. If you feel so inclined and you have a free time. <laughs> I'm going to rhyme. She loves (laughs) accents. I do. Um, I think uh, we would, we read every single, if you have like an accent preferred, we read every single review, sometimes on the air, but go to itunes.com, write us a review. Five stars.
0: We love you. And if you say uh, your preferred accent, April will read your review. I'll do my best.
1: I kind of... You nailed the Irish one. The great. Irish one was great, but the German one, I usually am so good at German. Yeah. There you go. But that I is. wasn't that day. No, it wasn't was your day pressure. for Germany. But no. we do. So please write us a review. And again, if you have any sex questions you need answered, or gmail.com or visit us on our website, shamelesssex.com. We love you. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Ciao for now.